All right, it's 2020. 2020. It's our first episode of the year of 2020. Yeah. You're welcome. And it's we're exciting. off to a great start. We're actually recording this on the Thursday, on the Tuesday when it was, it's supposed to release. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much real time. I'm going to edit this thing and get it on, get it so that way we don't miss the Tuesday. But it's it'll good be, times. We're yeah. trying to be consistent. We're also trying to find new rhythms of things. <laughs> part, well, part of the reason we're kind of behind the eight ball on this is because we spent all day yesterday talking through some of our kind of planning for the year and vision, what we think God is leading us to do. So we have some fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, within but, Fierce Marriage. Within Fierce Marriage. And that's also led us to really think about this word faithfulness and how really we're banking on the fact that faithfulness, according to the Bible, will lead to fruitfulness. And we thought, man, this has amazing correlations to marriage. So here we are. We're going to talk about faithfulness and fruitfulness and what they have to do with your marriage. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Is pretty good. <laughs> it's nice and warm, I'm imagining. Not cold and dreary. Oh, it's been kind of cold and dreary cold around, and dreary, around these but parts. But it's saying we might get snow this next week, which I am praying for. I was totally one of those kids that prayed for snow. Well, it's that's cold. It's not dreary. I'll take cold, but the whole dreary thing is. It was right. Do you not remember that <laughs> crazy freezing tons of rain the other day? We actually or got. Two? We actually got, I think, record rainfall here in the Northwest. Which is a lot, right? <laughs> we, had, we had as much rain in uh, like two days as we typically would get in, in the entire month of December. Yeah. And I feel like that already happened again in January because yes. we had an, another storm roll through. Yes. Yeah. So, good times. Good times. Um, yeah. Listener, thank you again for tuning in. We are uh, We're going to tackle this topic of faithfulness mm. and what is biblical faith. It's, it's one of those words that we tend to gloss over. Right, I feel like if you've been a Christian for a while, uh, and and you've read through, you know, maybe Galatians five, which we'll touch on today, you just kind of think, yeah, 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 faithfulness. Just um, keep doing what you're doing, right? But, <laughs> and so, I, as I was praying over, uh, over the Christmas break, I was thinking, God, what what do you want me? How do you want my heart to be centered? Obviously, on the gospel, on you, but what could be like the theme for the year? Mm-hmm. And I just felt him, the Holy Spirit, impress upon me the word faithfulness and what that means in two, in two distinct ways. We're going to talk about that and break that down. And, and you know what? Don't, don't skip past this episode. I think it could be really helpful. It's really foundational. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about here uh, is an overflow, and it ends up overflowing. Mm-hmm. It's an overflow from God's work in our hearts, but it ends up overflowing again into our marriage. Mm. Um, before we get into that, I want to make a quick mention of we have a new book coming out in May. It's uh, it's not missed the drum roll. We've Whoops. already announced it, <laughs> uh, but it's it's called See Through Marriage, and it's all about uh, kind of the the art and science of being transparent with mm. God, with yourself, with your spouse, and with others. And so we we go to great length talking about what it means to be see-through or transparent um, so you can be fully known and therefore fully loved. Mm. If that sounds compelling to you, we're looking for people to join our, uh, what is it, a launch team. team. We already have uh, hundreds of people that have joined this list. Awesome. Uh, We're looking for hundreds more. So uh, go to seethroughbook.com. 
there's not really a website there. It's just a little form, and you just give us your name, your email, and I think tell us why you're interested. Social security number. Yeah, yeah just, just pop that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you sign up there, and then what happens? I think we're ha- having a marketing meeting with our uh, with our publisher. We're going to talk about what, how that launch team will yeah. be part of it, and we'll we'll keep you in the loop on that. I think it usually means you get early access to the book uh, digitally, and you get some other really fun stuff. So, yeah. anyway, see through book dot com. Join that. For that yeah. um, also, I want to do a little teaser for the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. All right, so that book comes out in May. We have some other work that we've been kind of mm. mulling around in our heads. Now, that's going to be coming out. We're not going to say what it is, but uh, it's probably not what you think. And it's going to be coming out sometime February and March. So Ooh. stay tuned for that. Um, if, if you're really, really curious, you can go to FierceMarriage.com. Find, uh, there's, a, there's a way to sign up for an email list there somewhere. Or to go to FiveHabits.us. You can sign up there, too. We have a lot of websites going these days. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to be a part of um, the secret things, part of the secret things, um, super secret surprises. It's probably not what you think. I'm just going to say that it's a bit of a it's a bit of a zig when you might expect a zag. Oh, yeah, I like to do those sorts of things. Anyway, uh, also finally, there are typical housekeeping. Um, given everything that's happening around fierce marriage, I just want to celebrate with our listeners here. We had over two million downloads wow. last year. That's a 100% increase to the, I think, 16-month or what is it, the 13-month period prior to that. Wow. Praise God. 15-month period prior to that. So we take the count that we had for 15 months and then compress that into 12 months and then double it. Whatever your dream is, double it. (laughs) Uh, Two million downloads. This feels really good to cross that milestone. We're a total of three million for the the life of this podcast. Wow, Uh, praise God. God is working through this. Uh, We've also been able to see, I think, about four million readers a month through our social media platforms. If you're not following us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, just find Fierce Marriage on those. We share content daily. Um, and, uh, I'm just, I'm just praising God for all he's doing yeah. and we're going into the future. Uh, I think it's just vital to a keep being faithful with those things, but also asking for other faithful people to join us. So if, if you feel like you want to be a part of this movement, that is fierce marriage and what God is doing in this very kind of small corner of the internet, we would love to partner with you. And the way we do that is you go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. You can uh, just sign up there and basically it's $2 on up per month. And we're just looking for gospel-centered partners. Pray about it first. Uh, get in agreement with your spouse and then hop, hop on board. We'll share all the earliest fun stuff with you and you'll be uh, uh, effectively complicit in everything God does. Nice. You already are if, if you're part of God's uh, kingdom and, and all that good stuff. But <laughs> you're even more a part of it. I'll just say that. Maybe. I don't know. Um. Don't, don't theology check that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the other stuff is just if you haven't yet, uh, a really easy way to engage and support is to uh, write a rating on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Uh, a little rating, a little review goes a very long way. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question, we like to do about one question a week on Thursdays, typically. Let's go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. There is a form there. You can, or actually there's a little button you, you hit to submit it online, or you can ask us uh, via text or voicemail, 971-333-1120. Okay, so there's a lot of a lot of front end Ooh. stuff there, but I think I previewed the faithfulness thing. Hopefully, people are still hanging around. I'm so. sure, or they just hit the 30 second or 15 second button. Hey, that, you know what? You do you. That's that's you do you. that is your right. You know, it you is. can always just speed us up if we're not fast enough, or you can just write an angry email, which some people decide to do. <laughs> you talk too much. No, it's a podcast. Fast forward it if you, oh, if you don't like it. Or anyway. hit it on double time. We try to talk pretty quickly, though. I feel like for people to listen. 
Yeah. Anyways, and we don't take too many pauses. At least I try not to. Maybe it's you. And you know what? We have no commercial breaks. Woo! No interruptions. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about faithfulness here. <laughs> let's just move this right along. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is faithfulness? So what is what comes to mind, listener, when you're thinking about faithfulness? You don't have to say it out loud. You can't. No, just you shout want. it in your car. Shout it to if the you're world. At the gym, shout it out loud. <laughs> What do you think of when you think of faithfulness and God's word and your marriage? What what comes to mind? So I want to preface this one more time with oh, where prefaces. where this came from, though. So we sat down with our yeah. entire team yesterday. Yep. And our entire team, At meaning marriage. Selena, myself, uh, Katie, who does our care aspect of things on a lot of the on- online platforms where, where people write in. Oh, Carrie, who handles all of our shipping. And all of our customer service. Yeah. Man, she's a rock star. And then Kyla, all of them have K at the beginning of their names. <laughs> Carrie, Katie, and Kyla. Yep. And Kyla is our kind of our assistant in all things scheduling and logistics. Yeah. And she helps with like getting the rings that we have made. Yeah. Anyway, we had this team and we're just we I just felt like God was saying, communicate faithfulness and do a devotional on faithfulness. Mm. And so we asked the team, what is faithfulness? What what comes to mind? And so what they said, and I think what you might be saying to yourself is commitment, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, it's at, it's the, the core of what it means to follow Jesus is what I think Carrie said that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Steadfastness. Uh, yeah. Endurance, especially kind of in difficulty. Um, Which that always... I think... <sighs> Sorry, go ahead. No. I want to hear your voice. <laughs> uh, I think I said trust. I think there was a big like trust aspect to faithfulness. Um Obviously, you need faith. Faith requires, I think, trust, right? And not seeing and not always knowing. Right. Well, that's, a, that's the whole endurance in difficulty, right? When right. you can still carry on, when you just want to give up, mm-hmm. you want to bail. This is especially sometimes applicable in marriage, right? right? And sometimes it's just showing up, right? Sometimes those first steps are just showing up. Well, showing up, trusting that it's going to be fruitful. It's going to be better. You're right. Trusting that God's trust way is, is better. I guess I'm saying like trust is not a feeling. So like I'm showing up knowing that I'm checking the boxes off for today and sometimes it feels really great and holy and awesome and some days it just feels like i'm just showing up and checking off the box but we're trusting that that showing up i think is going to produce fruit whether we feel it or not yeah faithful with little faithful with much trusting that god is using those hard moments to form our hearts right and that so yeah faithfulness is i think at its core, a trust mm-hmm. in who God is. So how does this apply to marriage? So we're going to go through uh, kind of three, it's a bit of a word study, but it's also a topical thing. So we're looking at three specific kind of attributes that describe faithfulness or three things that describe faithfulness, rather. The first one. And I, I think, think I said this. You did. I did. You did. You, I'm going to well, take some credit here. You must have looked at my notes. I didn't. We didn't even talk about it. Um, so I was, I was talking about faithfulness being an attribute of God. And you had me look up Deuteronomy 32. That's hard to say, Deuteronomy 32. <laughs> Tongue twister. Deuteronomy 32, 3 through 4, it says, For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just mm. and upright is he. Yeah. So it's it's unequivocally part of who God is. One of the, when we say it's an attribute of God, we what we mean by that mm. is that God is God is unable to be unfaithful. It is against his very nature to be unfaithful. In order in other words, he is not going to say one thing 
and do another. Mm-hmm. God does what he said. He is, it is only in his nature to be true. Mm-hmm. He cannot be false, right? right? He is the positive positive of all positives, <laughs> meaning that whatever he says and is, that's the ultimate of right. what can and what should be. Right. So, I mean, it's an attribute of God and as people made in his image, right? We're called yeah. to, to echo and mirror his his attribute of faithfulness. Mm. So specifically, I love this picture of God's faithfulness because we see it so vividly throughout the life of Israel mm-hmm. in the Old Testament on into the New. I mean, Jesus is the embodiment, literal embodiment <laughs> of God's faithfulness. Yeah. Right? When God himself took on flesh to fulfill his covenant with his people, to to fulfill the promises that he had made to Abraham in the, in the early in the you know in the covenant with, he made with Abraham, right? So in Ezekiel, is I think the clearest vision of this. Okay, so the whole chapter sixteen of Ezekiel is a bit of a uh, what what is it? It's a uh, it's it's an <laughs> it uses strong language. Uh, what, what is it? Ezekiel Verbose. chapter sixteen. Well, okay, so right, I'll just give you an example. Like it says, "But I trust." So this is chapter fifteen. I'm sorry, chapter sixteen, verse fifteen. He says, "But I trusted in your." He's talking to the people of Israel through. Ezekiel says, but you trusted in your beauty and played the whore because of your renown and lavished your whorings on any passerby. Your beauty became his. You took some of your garments and made for yourself colorful shrines and on them played the whore. So there's a lot of this language about about Israel being kind of a prostitute Mm. and a faithless bride. The title of this chapter is the Lord's faithless bride. Okay. So read that if you dare. I actually encourage you to go through and read that because I think it gives us a really strong appreciation for the final section. It starts in, so it's 58 verses of that. And then it starts in verse 59. And this is the verse that I think really reveals to us and reminds us God's faithfulness. It says, for thus Says the Lord God, after all the things that you've done, Israel, to be faithless, to whore about, mm. whorings, and doing all the things that prostitutes do, for thus says the Lord God, I will deal with you as you, I, I will deal with you as you have done, for you have despised the oath and breaking the covenant. Yet I will remember my covenant with you in the days of your youth, and I will establish for you an everlasting covenant. Then you will remember your ways and be ashamed when you take your sisters, both your elder and your younger, and I give them to you as daughters, but not on account of the covenant with you. So there's a lot of words there, but the part that we're focusing on is establish for you an everlasting covenant. Mm -hmm. Saying that like, even though you've turned away from me, I'm not going to turn away from you. Even though you've chosen... Even though you've chosen to reject me, Mm. I'm not going to reject you. Even though you've betrayed me, I'm not going to betray you. Mm. And even if it's not a a mutual betrayal, he's not just vacating, right? Because he could say, all right, you're out. I'm no longer held by this. That's not what covenant is. That's not what God's covenantal character is. Right. His covenantal character says, I will love you and I'll be faithful to you even when, especially when you do not show love to me. Mm. You're not faithful to me. Wow. And so in marriage, I think clearly that has some applications. Absolutely. Especially, you know, I mean, when you just think of the word, word faithfulness and marriage, I mean, it, the, I don't want to say the opposite, but the answer is the answer name or the, the other side of that is faithlessness or unfaithfulness, right? So like if a spouse is unfaithful, do you feel like God's word applies in that situation in, in that, you know, certain circumstance. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. We start asking those questions like, well, if he or she was unfaithful to me, do I have to stay here? Do I, mm. what, how, what would God want for me? What is his best for me? And 
what is, and this is not easy to say or walk through, right? But in Ezekiel and all throughout of God's word, it's this beautiful picture of, of God being, remaining faithful. Mm. And how does he show his faithfulness? He even gives of himself in, in the biggest way that you can possibly give. And that's death. Like he came to us, he died for us and he remained faithful in all of that. Uh He continues to give. It's not yes, like he, we never yes. exhausted his his willingness to be faithful, right? Right, which is such a he just was faithful all the way through. How the can other I side. can't even understand that, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you can't even. It's yeah. like you don't do the dishes or something, and I'm like feel like you're being unfaithful or something. Not unfaithful, but like <laughs> well, you're not. It's yeah. like well, if you why aren't you being faithful in the little things and doing these little things? Well, and you know, it can very much. There's a lot of stuff to pick. I was going to say, I think. You, you hit on the kind of the big one, like if you're, if you're unfaithful in your marriage, right? right? That usually means that you've had an emotional or physical affair. Mm-hmm. But I think unfaithfulness plays, plays out in other much smaller ways, Absolutely. like you just said. Absolutely. And that I am going to uh, basically emotionally abandon you, not forever, but for tonight I am. Right. <laughs> I'm going to just, I'm not, I'm mad at you, so I'm going to emotionally abandon you. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to turn away. I'm not going to be generous towards you because you haven't given me what's mine. Mm. You haven't served me in a way that I feel like I should be served or loved me in the way that I feel like I should be loved. Therefore, I'm going to withhold love from you. Right. And that could even be a fear thing too of like fear of some sort of, I don't know, abandonment or fear of, you know, giving too much of yourself because you've been hurt so much by people mm. that are close to you in the past. And so faithfulness is not something that you necessarily want to strive for because you're like, well, I, the more I'm faithful, the more I give of myself, the more potential there is for me to be hurt and mm. broken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or uh, we could use this as an excuse to be manipulative, right. man, manipulative, excuse right. me. Absolutely. So Jesus, God's never manipulative with his love. He's never like, all right, all right, well, I might, you know, I might, I don't know. I might love you later. <laughs> Show me that you love me first. Uh, yeah. He doesn't do, he doesn't play those he games just or came he's not out he, he's not generous saying, "All right, if you're strong, not yeah. remember this later when you, you know, he yeah. does say remember a lot, but it's not in a manipulative way. He says it in a way that like recall how good I've been to you right. and remember how good I still am to you and yes. will be to you." Yes. And so I think faithfulness starts again, we're starting we're looking at this idea of faithfulness. It starts rec- by recognizing that it is an attribute of God and therefore it is uh, it's something that we are meant to echo for the glory of God. Right. Okay. The second thing about faithfulness is an outcome of obedience, uh, trust, and quote unquote fear of the Lord. So, yeah. So it's an attribute of God and it's also an outcome of obedience right. um, and or trust and fear of the Lord. So what do we mean by that? So uh, in Romans 4, 1 through 3, it says, What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. I I find that interesting. I didn't realize this yesterday, but we're talking about the Abrahamic covenant, right? Right. In Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And here it is. In Romans. referring back to it. Right. And not referring, not saying like Abraham uh, was perfect. He's saying he believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Right. He was faithful to God. Well, and something you said yesterday in the devotions was that like Abraham did not have the knowledge or understanding or the Bible like we do, right? We, he, he didn't have like the prophecy of the Lord in terms of like, we get to look back and see the Abrahamic covenant, how it was worked out. We get to see things of the past. Abraham was living it and there was no like Bible. No, there was, <laughs> like, read, Moses like, wrote the Pentateuch right, and he came generations right, later. Right. 
many generations later. And so, yeah, we don't have any any text. So for him to for them to say like he believed that those words like he be, he believed and it was credited to him. I feel like it weighs more when you understand like the context of it because mm. we can believe. It's not necessarily, I guess, easier to believe, but I think we have more evidence to lead us to believing, right? We, right? There's more evidence of the word and we see God's faithfulness and his character through uh, the church body and mm. through how we, you know, go about discipling each other. And he, I don't necessarily think had that. I know he didn't have the Bible, obviously, but... So, so what he did have, I'm, I'm jumping in, because yeah. what he did have was a, a relationship with the living God, mm-hmm. right? And so he had his starting point was the very person and nature of God that mm-hmm. has he had experienced him. Yeah. And so from that starting point, when we see the nature and person of God as faithful, we can hopefully, by God's grace, do what Abraham did, is we can believe and trust. We yeah. can trust that God is God, I am not. Uh, Proverbs nine ten said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. What that is, is seeing God for who God is and seeing myself in light of who God is. Right. Therefore, I'm going to start gaining a heart of wisdom, which means I'm trusting God even when I feel like the circumstances shouldn't allow me to trust God. Right. And that is what Abraham was doing. He believed and it was mm. credited to him as righteousness. He right. believed what Sarah, you know, she 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 uh, conceived Couldn't, when she was... 99 years old. <laughs> like, yeah, way too old to conceive. Right. And that was, uh, that was God's grace and that they believed that he was going to do that. Yeah. Um, he was going to fulfill the covenant that they were going to be a, a, a nation, right? Right. So that's, he was believing that's credited to him as righteousness. So faithfulness that we see in Abraham is an outcome. This is, again, the second point. It's an outcome of trust and right. fearing the Lord and having a heart of wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's recap. Uh, the, the first one is faithfulness is an attribute of God. The second one is faithfulness is an outcome of trusting God. And the third one is faithfulness is a constant state of a heart who trusts in God. Okay, so what do we mean by that? When we are in Christ, we have placed our ultimate eternal trust in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. I cannot be in right standing with the God of heaven. I need help. Mm. So I am placing my trust in Jesus. Now, Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. to enliven our hearts, to help us believe his words, to help us change. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And then we have the Apostle Paul writing in Galatians all about the fruit of the Spirit Mm -hmm. being kind of a natural outpouring of a heart that's in constant a place of trusting right. the work of Jesus. So why don't right. you read Galatians 5? Galatians five twenty two through 24, um, listing the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Hmm. So obviously, we probably all want a little bit more of this in our marriage, right? Love. (laughs) We want more love in it. We want more joy and peace. We want patience with it, kindness, Mm. goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness. So these are these are fruits of the spirit, things that are being produced in us. They're they're. I feel like it always starts small, right? (laughs) Like we're always confronted. If you if you take marriage, and you take some sort of, I don't know, think of something that's the opposite of joy. Agitation, maybe. I don't know. You take that. Depression. Yeah. yeah, Or just lack of peace, right? Or you don't, you're not kind to each other. So just take the flip side of all of the fruits of the spirit and 
think about those hot moments in your marriage not hot as in like sexy <laughs> not hot. Steamy hot nope as in but angry hot <laughs> chilly and hot. <laughs> yes and you think about those moments when you're being confronted right with either yeah. your sin or your spouse's sin sin is being confronted in your marriage and i feel like that is the op- that's where god right that's when we're weak he's mm-hmm. strong that's where the those little fruits start to bud inside like so, fruit doesn't just like appear on a tree like an apple doesn't just like burst out onto the tree it grows slowly over time so you have these little blooms that go through different seasons and then they start growing bigger and bigger and bigger right so the fruit of faithfulness often i think is produced when we are wow. going through some of those hard trials and those hard seasons of even dealing with the unfaithfulness, right, of a spouse yeah. or the unkindness of a spouse or yeah. the lack of peace within our home and our marriage. Maybe there's just external things that are happening around us and it's really affecting our marriage and how we deal with our spouse. Um, yeah, I mean, so the psalmist writes, uh, blessed, Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor mm-hmm. sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. This part, which you're talking about fruit being born over time. Right, verse 3. Verse 3. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Not all the time, okay? So not all the time, but in its season, there's a growth that happens. There's a welling up that happens from being planted by the source of life, the stream of water. Mm -hmm. And his leaf, uh, it, it yields fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so but are like chaff that the wind drives Mm. away. So there are a few themes in the Bible I love. And this theme of trees, seeds, growth, (laughs) harvest. Yes. I mean, botany, (laughs) botanical themes, or maybe they're (laughs) agricultural. I don't know. But I think you're 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 hitting the nail on the head that if if we're not seeing these things in our marriage, okay? So this passage is, is descriptive. The Apostle Paul is saying, this is what the fruit of the Spirit looks like. Right. This I'm is describing what, it to you. This is what happens when the Holy Spirit is actively at work mm-hmm. in your heart, in your life. Right. And if these things aren't there, you know something is wrong. So, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. If you're not expressing and feeling love toward each other, mm-hmm. maybe you're not trusting Jesus. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not living by the Spirit. You're living by the flesh. Mm-hmm. You're not... You're not in a constant state of trusting God. I know when any time my joy is gone, it's because yeah. I've stopped trusting God in some way. Yeah. Because I have an everlasting joy. If my peace, my deep peace is ever gone, I know that I've not trusted God. Right. And so faithfulness is in this group of things. Right. Well, yeah. If it, it, faithful. I'm sorry. I don't mean to jump in, but yeah. faithfulness is is absolutely requires trust. And go back to Genesis 3, right? Right. God was faithful. He was faithful, faithful, faithful. Mm. Adam and Eve were in a place of faith and relationship with God. There was nothing that they had to worry about or fear, but they started to not trust. You know, the enemy was picking away the trust of of who God was, started picking away at his character in the minds of of Adam and Eve. And so we see this, this, we see distrust being planted in there. We see um, pride being planted Mm. into their hearts. And these are not things that are listed under the fruit of the spirit, obviously. And we'll get into contrasting those because I do want to look more closely at yeah. some of these lies we believe. But at first, how how does being a constant state of trusting God work in our marriage? Okay, so we talked hmm. about this a little bit beforehand. Um, if all this is working itself out in my heart, mm. right, I am I am going to have faithfulness as a fruit of the Spirit. 
faithfulness in terms of being faithful to you doesn't just end with me uh, not cheating on you. Right. It's It means that I am faithful to the extent that I am believing everything Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 13. Love hopes all things. I'm mm. hoping, like even if you're completely stonewalling me, mm. you're completely ice cold to me, I roll over in bed and you're just not in any way interested in talking or anything like that, even if that's the case, or we haven't talked in deeply about things in however long, I can still be faithful to you and hoping that in love, hoping for all things that God will work out Mm. whatever's going on in our covenant because he has, again, I'm trusting him. He has said that covenantal marriage is for life. So I think, uh, living by the spirit, right? If, if, if you're in a tough point in your marriage, right? I want to encourage you. I don't know if it's a stern encourage. I think it's just a bold encouragement. Like place your trust in God and his character Mm -hmm. and the fact that he does not, he is always faithful. Mm -hmm. Place your trust in him. uh, Ask the Holy Spirit to come in and get and help you ask the Holy Spirit. Like Holy Spirit is God. Remember we, we can't forget he is, as Francis Chan wrote a whole book about the forgo- forgotten God, right? Right. And it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he is able to counsel us and discern and mm. help us to understand things that maybe we don't understand in the moment. And it's not like it's this always this audible voice or anything, right? That like, oh, here, this is how you can be faithful or blah, blah, blah. More, it's more of like a prompting and encouragement. Mm. Um, and I think that if we're con- if we are in the word and we are seeking out God's truths in the midst of heartache. We're remaining faithful to his word, knowing that that it's living, knowing that it's active and it's mm. it's sharpening us. It's it's cutting between our motives and helps us, you know, examine our the deepest parts right. of ourselves. Um he leads us in that. And not it's not us just like looking at ourselves and diagnosing ourselves. It's it's us going to God, going to the Holy Spirit, asking him to help us to remain faithful to our spouse right. because we don't feel like being faithful right now. Well, I don't want to be faithful. And ask the Holy Spirit to continue producing that those fruits in our hearts. Yeah. Like the joy and the peace and everything that's that we're missing, right? right. If, if right. we feel like that's gone. And in the... And even in, in, in greater uh, measure. Right. right. And praying for, the, for that for our spouse as well. Asking mm. God to, if you know, for their heart to be softened, if it's a heart of stone, for them to find peace. Maybe there's just a lot of turmoil in their hearts and their minds, their souls, and they deal with a lot. Yeah. Asking for peace, asking those things faithfully, coming to God, bringing them faithfully mm. to to his throne and saying, God, I trust you. I know that you're powerful. Leaving room for the Holy Spirit, knowing that we can't control everything. We can't produce these things yeah. inside of our spouse or inside of ourselves. It's God that is at work in us. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's that's all good. So let's recap here. So what is faithfulness? Okay, first first and foremost, this is where we start. It's an attribute of God. Okay. God is forever faithful. Secondly, it's an outcome of our trust in him. Mm-hmm. We we When we trust God, faithfulness becomes a, 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 the MO by which right. we operate. All right. The third one is it's a constant state of a heart who trusts God and it bears fruit in our lives. So good. So, so good. I want to spend a moment contrasting here. So what is, it, we've talked about faithfulness, but what is fa- unfaithfulness, right? So what does it mean to be, I'm going to use the word, the word from Galatians five, what is fleshfulness? So Galatians five talks about fruits of the spirit. It also talks about fruits of the flesh. Mm. So I'm going to read Galatians 5, 16 through 21. And as you hear this, and as we read it, we're, we're going to be kind of internalizing and thinking, 
but uh, how have we lived by the flesh in these ways? Now, there's some strong language here, but we'll, we'll go through and kind of dissect what they mean. It says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. They're, they're diametrically opposed, okay? Mm. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do as you live by the Spirit. And I'm adding some commentary as we go. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, again, he's describing what it means to live by the flesh. And he's saying that if you are living by the flesh, you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, and I think it's so hard to not live by the flesh, right? Because we feel it. We, 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 and our feelings lead a lot. Our emotions and our feelings, hmm. if we look at culture today, those are a lot of the things that we're told to follow, right? We're told to let them, yeah. let your feelings lead you. However you feel, what's right for you is right for you. Those kinds of like transient type things. And it's, it's like, no, we, we are waging war against the flesh. And yeah. I don't think we see it. I think I see it more in our kids so blatantly, right? And you're like, they are little human beings. They're little sinners, just like me. Oh, look, she wants to eat food all the time. She wants to do this or he wants to do that. They're just little hedon- little hedonists. But that's hedonists. exactly what we are. Like, <laughs> just, just we're better moving. able to hide it and we're more yes. appropriate about how we go about it. <laughs> we don't just walk into a room and be like, Mom, I'm hungry. You know, yeah, I want candy. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, do this, we do the same thing. And so we are waging war against the flesh. And so the things that God is calling us to in terms of like the, the Holy Spirit producing in us, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, you know, what, what are the things that are on the opposite end of the spectrum of the, of, of those, you know, joy would be like a lack of joy. I, I don't even say it's unhappiness because I think joy is so much deeper than happiness. And so a yeah. lack of joy would be more accurate to me. Um, peace, you know, not having peace and it's like a, a, a generalized anxiety, right? And there are some p- aspects yes. of anxiety that are physiological. Medicine is a good grace of God yes. to, to deal with the physiological aspects of that. But there are parts of our hearts that will be anxious because we're not trusting God. Sure. And it's, you know, regardless of a diagnosis. Right. I think that's just our kind of natural state is to 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 worry and to not, you know, uh, the Bible talks about like God gives the, the righteous sleep. He mm. gives them rest. He lets them all asleep easy and sleep well because mm. it's like their hearts are trusting him. Right. We're, we're placing our ultimate value in him and not in our circumstances. Uh, some of these words here. So in, in Galatians 5, it says sexual immorality is, is a fruit of the flesh, the work of the mm. flesh. Things like pornography, you guys, like if, if that's an ongoing uh, struggle and a sin, or, or even in some cases we have people write in saying, hey, there's no, no one gets hurt, right? It's fine. I shouldn't have to worry about that. Uh, lustfulness. It, it, that's we're saying that no, that's that's wrong. You're wrong in that. We're lovingly correcting you in that. Mm. You need to repent and turn away from it and turn toward purity, sexual purity. Uh, sensuality is one of these words. Like, what does he mean by sensuality? <laughs> so I actually looked it up because I, I wanted to make sure that we said it correctly. But it actually means like licenti- licentiousness or like a wantonness and outrageous conduct. Okay, conduct shocking to public decency. Um, idolatry is the is the next one on that list. And that's 
I mean, idolatry is putting anything in a place where only God should occupy, right? right your affections right. of your heart, uh, where you're pl- placing your identity, your security. Mm-hmm. We tend to do that. Um, a few of these are more common than not. Sorcery, right? That's, that's, I won't get into it. It's not as common in the sense that he's using it here. Right. But I think there are ways that we can, I think, give. Subscribe to like mysticism in some yeah, ways. Some we give subtle, credence subtle to spiritual ways. powers that right. should not be spiritual powers. And we should not be dealing, dealing with them in that way. Right. Um, Enmity, strife, jealousy is another big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, <laughs> envy. Sure. Drunkenness. I mean, orgies. We go on like basically th- things that are all about satisfying desires of the flesh wow. at whatever cost, regardless of outcome, regardless mm-hmm. of what God's law says. Right. That's living by the flesh. Mm-hmm. Right. So faithfulness. Mm. says that we're going to trust God and his law. We're going to trust that his law is good. It's not just a set of rules. It is set up for our flourishing because we flourish as we are most satisfied in him. Mm. So good. We flourish as we are planted by him. Only he is the the living water that that will help us to flourish. And it's such a humbling place to be. I Mm. mean, being planted by the stream, right? Like being with God. I just, I'm constantly blown away at how much I feel like a failure in a lot of ways <laughs> and in a good way. Like I, I'm failing at, you know, satisfying the flesh in some ways. Like I'm failing at maybe mm. keeping wow. yeah. everything in order in our house. Like what are those priorities? Are they bad priorities? No. But when I feel like I'm constantly failing, mm. am I letting that affect the fruit that's being produced in me? Or am I taking those failings and saying, okay, here's another opportunity God's given me to respond according to what he's, how he's called me to respond, to respond in faithfulness, to respond in love, to respond mm. in patience and peace and respond in joy when there are situations that don't easily elicit that inside of me they they actually mm. bring out the opposite of that and i think i told you about um i was having a really difficult morning <laughs> with the girls and i told them i was like well mommy's about to get really angry right now <laughs> i really need you to listen please because i'm really having a hard time and i need to ask <laughs> the lord to help me and all these things and i was feeling the emotions like some of you some of us feel it physically some of us can kind of like ride it out or whatever but i was like okay I have an opportunity. I can either like unleash and get really frustrated or I can just say this, have peace, like trust God's faithfulness, trust it more than what I'm feeling right now and just let the feelings slide away. About 10, 15 minutes later, I felt back to normal. I wasn't breathing hard. Like I wasn't having like count to 10 and take a time out for myself. It was, okay, these are emotions. These are feelings that passed. And I... God, he's constantly good at giving me those hard situations, that time, that pressure, because it's it's in that that we're being refined, that that fruit is able to be produced inside of us because yeah, because of that. Yeah, that's good. Sorry. I just wanted to jump yeah, in. I because, saw the finger up. That means I want to talk. <laughs> well, I was trying to yeah give you a cue. Uh, so fits of anger, right? So anger is one of these things <laughs> that you struggle with. I do. And inside my heart, sci- it makes me frustrated inside of myself. Yeah. Did you know that science said, like, I, science says, <laughs> that sounds really sophisticated, <laughs> good Ryan. Qualifier. Good job. I know I read, I read an article about a study that revealed, they found that basically anger comes from the same pleasure centers of the brain where you're getting like dopamine and all these like, like addictive sorts of things. Okay. Yeah. Especially, okay, so it feels good to be angry. It feels good to express that anger. But here's the kicker is they said it feels especially good to express righteous anger yeah. when you feel like you're right. 
and someone else is wrong. You've been wronged <laughs> and you are correct in yeah. correcting them in an angry way. Yeah. That feels good. So that you said, very easily happens in parenting. <laughs> in a lot of ways, we don't actually always see this, but expressing anger in ways that are physiological pleasing, whether we realize that or not, is a way of living by the flesh and to satisfy the appetites of the flesh, mm. saying, I have to satisfy this little thing in my head. I have to blow up and I feel better. To, otherwise, I'm not going to feel like I got justice in right. this situation. And that's a lie. That's living by the flesh. And living by the flesh. Living by the Spirit says it, patience, trusting mm. that that feeling will go away. Trusting if I stop riding those neural pathways, they'll, go, they'll stop being as easy to ride. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Stop like trusting that that I can he- that part of my mind can heal and I can trust God more fully every day. Right, as it's I such give a that over it's such him. a prideful position for me because like I'm thinking, well, if I don't, you know, if I respond how I feel like responding, then I will feel better. It's the better way to go, and it's like God saying, no, be patient, no, be kind, no, be loving, and and allow wow. let my whole let my spirit produce this in you. Just try to take it once. I feel like His voice is like, come on. Come on, just walk down the well, path you, one time. The other part of it for you is you feel like you're compromising if you're not if you're not being honest. You're being dishonest if you're not <laughs> right. expressing how you feel exactly. And uh, I think yeah. the premise there is that how you feel is always legitimate. Not that it's illegitimate, but it doesn't always need to be expressed in that exact way. This is me, people. This is me. <laughs> but that goes for any kind of emotion <laughs> that sure. we would ride, right? Absolutely. So for me, it's really easy for me to compare and to get uh, envious about not things, but really more like uh, effectiveness and people that, you know, social media is a toxic place for me because it's like the highlights of humanity (laughs) and it always brings out the worst in my heart. It's the highlights of humanity proclaiming to be real life. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so like that's why first thing in the morning, it's so critical that I do not start my very first like interaction with anything in the day is social media. (laughs) It's got to be God's word. It cannot be scrolling. It's got to be looking to his identity and my identity in him and not everybody else's fake identities online. (laughs) So quickly, two ways to kind of apply this, right? So we're talking about faithfulness as a fruit of the spirit, as an attribute of God, as something that is a result of trusting. But how does this actually affect how we live our lives in two very tangible ways, just quickly, uh, two tangible ways, tending to our land with endurance and diligence. Mm. Okay. So our land, picture that in quotes, what is your land? I'm going to read this verse, uh, Proverbs 28, 19. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Mm. So it's very easy to spend our time on worthless pursuits in this area. Mm -hmm. So working our land, being that working our relationship, our marriage, not looking elsewhere, saying that land is better. I want to start working that land or cultivating that land. No, that's a worthless pursuit. It will lead... To poverty, not material poverty. Sorry, I just want to back up. What are you saying that, what what land is ours? Are you saying our marriage is our land? Yeah, our relationship, our, our household, okay. our, our life. I think it's easy to fantasize about someone escaping. Someone else's life. <laughs> or you see, you know. Or someone else's job or someone else's. Right. Yeah. Well, the example we always use is like you're at the gym and, you know, you catch someone like kind of checking you out, right? If, if. I if haven't you, been in the gym in months, so I don't even know. If you fo- yeah, me too. <laughs> just kidding. So it doesn't happen. <laughs> But if you follow that, right, I yeah. think there's something in us. It's like, oh, I still got it, right? right. Someone st- finds me attractive or someone finds me intriguing in some way. Someone thinks I'm strong. And so, like, <laughs> if you actually yes. think about that, like, that person's got beliefs. They're probably weird. They've got <laughs> worldview issues. They've got family issues. They've got every bit of baggage that any person that will any ever have. any human being will have, yes. And it's a complete, utter, like, meaningless, uh, worthless pursuit right. to, th- to, to not just carry on with your life. <laughs> And work your own land. Right. And so 
I think that's a very clear example, but we do that in subtle ways Yeah. when we fantasize, you know, or daydream online in terms of like, Ooh, yeah. what if I did that career? What if we bought that house? Or right. what if we, there's a time and place for those things. But right. I think really working our land, uh, discipling each other daily, well, learning to love each other daily. Well, we did an, a podcast, I think it was the last one. It was like first things and next things. Yeah. So talking about like those first things first and um, kind of the revelation that came to me in our meeting yesterday during this time was talking about how, you know, we're trying to figure out growth with Fierce Marriage and how to manage and lead and add some structure to the growth, the organic growth that's happening. Yeah. And I think that's what this is saying. Like whoever works his land, not saying like, oh, yay, we've worked our land, but they'll have plenty of bread. So then it's like, okay, what do we do with that bread? We're, we've got to start figuring out how to be faithful with, with these blessings that are truly abounding. Like we, the growth is blessing and it's abounding and blessing is not just like a path of ease. I'm right. more and more convinced. And I probably just need to look up the Hebrew definition and all of that, that blessings require work. They require more of you, oh, for but sure. they're good things. Kids are a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> they're not easy. <laughs> Children are yeah. a blessing. The Bible, the Bible proclaims yeah. that. Blessing equals responsibility and responsibility is good. I think we, oftentimes we, we, equate blessing with ease yeah. and with leisure. That's not what blessing is. Blessing right. is, is the hand of God working uh, in some way that only he can work. Um, so that's the first way that we apply to tend to our own land with faithfulness, with endurance, with diligence. Mm-hmm. That's key. Okay. If you haven't gone on a date in a while, like diligently plan a date. <laughs> right. If you haven't learned uh, how your spouse's love language, diligently learn a little bit more yes. about your spouse. Yes. Okay. If you haven't learned how to speak kindly, like Think about how to speak kindly. Uh, the, the second one, we'll go these quickly. Uh, walking in a way that proves we trust God. So what I mean by that is being faith-filled. Okay, so being faithful in terms of being diligent and enduring, mm. but also walking in a way that says, God, we're trusting you in this big way. How are you going to move? How are you going to be God? And how are we going to be your people? Right. Faith-filled, having mm. big eyes, big vision, not just for the sake of growth, but for the sake of seeing God be God. Right. Right, so that's the second way we apply this. Okay, so the big takeaway here is faithfulness always leads to fruitfulness. Mm. And faithfulness is day in and day out, diligence, endurance, steadfastness, standing at your post, right? staying in your lane, doing the thing that God has called you to do, trusting that he is the king, right? he is the point, he is good, and his ways right. are are he pro- worth. He produces in us and he transforms right. us moment by moment. It really yeah. is in the steadfastness of that. Right. So hopefully you're encouraged today um, to, to uh, apply the idea of faithfulness and hopefully you you see the fruits of faithfulness in your life. Let's pray um, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. All right? all right. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you are faithful. I thank you that even when we're faithless, when we turn our back on you, you don't turn your back on us. Mm. You are faithful to us. You've proven it time and time again. I pray for the couples listening to this, that you would show them your faithfulness. And from them, the, the realization of how faithful you are, that you would help them to understand and to apply the principle of faithfulness in mm. their own life. I pray that their marriage would flourish as a result. They would be fruitful, that they would experience love and joy and peace and patience and everything that everything else you're calling them into as, as, as your children walking by your spirit. So Holy Spirit, help us. We need your help in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is... In the can. We hope you have an incredible year, and we will see you once again in about seven days. And until next time... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. 
For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.